Well, coming up on this episode of New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, we're going to talk about the advantages of leaving your inheritance in a trust. You know, there's a lot of reasons to choose a trust over a will, but oftentimes one of those reasons is to kind of protect your money and safeguard it from existing or prospective issues. We're going to go through a list of these today and help you understand a little bit better why a trust will give you more control. This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Welcome in. Glad to have you on the show today. Ben George alongside Ted Alatsis. Ted, how are you? Doing well, Ben. I hope uh, fall is treating you well so far. I uh, Yeah, I can't complain, although... We just had a stomach bug go through the house last week, and it's one of those where I'd kind of planned it. Like Friday, there was this little Oktoberfest event going on not too far from the house. Saturday, I wanted to maybe go get some pumpkins with the daughter and, and the baby, but the baby got sick first, went to the wife, then the daughter, and then finally caught up to me at the very end of the weekend. So all the plans went out the window, and we basically stayed okay. home all weekend. Oh, gosh. Well, all right. That stuff happens, especially when there's little ones in the house. Yeah, and I had just been thinking like a week prior because my, my littlest one has been in daycare now for, for about a month, and he's just three, a little over three months. And I said, man, he hadn't been sick yet. He's been there for a month. Like, it's coming. I know it's, I know it's only a matter of time, and, and there it was. So uh, besides go. that, though, I'm enjoying it. How about you? I can't, can't complain. The weather's been a little weird. We have... We've had rain every Saturday for the last uh, six weeks, and Jeez. they're expecting rain again on this Saturday. So that's been a little bit of a downer, but the rest of it's been okay. Yeah, it would be nice to get a break on the weekend, right? It would. Well, we got a good show today. Again, if you have not joined us before, we appreciate you being here. If you have questions for Ted and anything on your mind in terms of estate planning, you can always get in touch, alatsislawfirm.com or over the phone at 718 233 We'll get you in touch with the Alatsis Law Firm. Uh, Today's show, though, again, we're talking about the advantages of leaving your inheritance in a trust. You know, after someone passes away, the executor or trustee takes on that responsibility of executing the wishes of the deceased individual and managing, managing the estate. You know, but when it comes time for the beneficiaries to receive their inheritance, it could be tempting for a lot of people to swiftly utilize those funds and now, having your money in a trust protects you from various risks. So I want to go through some of these with you, Ted, and talk about you know, why these become a problem for people, how you work around these, and again, why the trust can help protect you in the event that uh, one of your beneficiaries are dealing with these issues. So I want to start off with, with divorce. Divorce is very common right now in our country. Um, and I guess if, if someone has a pending or even a future divorce that you're not you know, is it on your radar? You don't know that could be coming. How can a trust help protect in the event that that could come? So a trust is a, a great way of protecting the asset uh, for the beneficiary and shielding it from their spouse if they're divorcing. You know, one of the, the things that we talk about when, when we talk about estate planning is, um, you know, the, the concept of an open box versus a closed box. Essentially, the, the concept is this. Anything you could save, spend, or give away without any kind of restriction is eligible to be taken away from you by your creditors, whoever they are. And you know, a, a divorcing spouse potentially is, is a creditor in that scenario. So putting restrictions on the beneficiary's access to the assets that are in the trust, um, those restrictions themselves create that uh, block, that closed box so that uh, the, the divorcing spouse won't have access 
to that asset. You know, we like to tell the story uh, during our workshops about the um, the daughter who marries uh, uh, subsequent to the death of her parents, and she has um, she's a beneficiary of the parents' trust, and she decides to buy a condo in Florida. And her brother, who's her co trustee, says uh, says to her, "Let's let's buy the condo in the name of of the trust." And by doing so, her divorcing spouse, who falls in love with Bambi, the barmaid at the 19th <laughs> hole at her golf course, you know, he gets nothing, even though he thinks that he's entitled to half. Um, that's the type of thing that, and 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 that's the type of thing that was created in that trust even before this son-in-law existed uh, in the minds of of the uh, of the parents. So, setting that up with intention um, can certainly shield an asset like that from a divorcing spouse. So I mentioned a pending divorce. So even if, let's say, someone's in the middle of a divorce process, right, and they've already kind of already laid all the assets on the table, and I know you're not a divorce attorney, Ted, so um, you know, if feel free to correct me, though, if I say anything that's out of step with the divorce. But if they have everything you know, laid out and they're going through all the assets, but then let's say someone passes away in the middle of this process while they're separating and, and trying to come to an agreement on who gets what, and all of a sudden one spouse gets an inheritance of say, is significant enough to where it makes a difference, right? Is that still in play? Can that still be taken by the other party, potentially, even though the divorce process had already started? So in the question you're asking me, are, are you saying that the spouses themselves are, in, one of the spouses is inheriting from someone else? Correct. Yeah. Let's say their yes. parents. Yep. Right. So, so you know, depending on um, how the asset is structured um, and how the inheritance is structured, then yeah, that certainly that could be, that, that can come into play. Now in New York, you know, an inheritance is technically considered separate property for divorce purposes. So, you know, that, you know, probably is already okay uh, from, from a New York standpoint, but, you know, if the asset comes in and it's, you know, commingled with other marital assets, then potentially there's an issue. So, so it really, it really kind of depends on how it's structured, but yeah, the, the better scenario would certainly be for, you know, the, the person who's, you know, making the bequest um, to do so in some sort of trust so that um, it's, it's shielded as much as you can. Okay. It just seemed to me like when that divorce proceeding started that to me, in my mind, it just seems like common sense would be, okay, that's when you kind of shut off. Okay. Here's what everybody has. Here's what everybody's bringing to the table. And then after that, whatever happens, you know, is, is, is separate, but I guess that's not the case. So yeah, no, it's generally, generally the case, but there, you know, okay. there, there can be exceptions and depends on what happens with that asset once they get it. But uh, yeah, that's certainly the better scenario. You know, we, we always, and look, we, we, we prefer doing trust for people and we recommend trust for most most people who are making estate plans, and one of the reasons for that is is the long term protections for their beneficiaries. You know, even after they're gone. Okay, so that's one of the 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 issues that you want to maybe protect from. Another one you kind of touched on that open box, closed box. You know, creditors, lawsuit, bankruptcy, all these things can eat into an inheritance, and a trust can help separate that and, and kind of protect it from those things. Yeah, that, exactly, and and it's really about the level and degree to which there's access by the, the respective beneficiaries to controlling the specific asset. So the more the box is closed, the the more it's protected. All right. So again, that's another one that you want to think about. Now, one that's, you know, is a good one to keep in mind here. Now, if you have a beneficiary that, that might be disabled, um, getting an inheritance could really impact that disability they get. Let's say they're getting 
social security disability, right? And they have limits on what they can can get or make. Um, and receiving this sizable, maybe an unprotected inheritance could disqualify from the, them from those benefits, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. And and this is probably the most common use of, okay. of setting up a trust uh, for a beneficiary and extending that trust beyond uh, the, the life of the, of, of the people who make it. Yeah, no question about it. By by keeping those assets isolated in a trust, uh, that they're not considered available assets or resources to the disabled uh, beneficiary, and so you know that the, whatever benefits they're receiving can continue without invalidating you know their their ability to do that. All right, we're talking about ways to kind of safeguard your money and by putting it in a trust and using a trust. Again, if you have questions for Ted, seven one eight two three three two nine zero three is the number. Uh, Another one here, Ted, the death of a beneficiary. So how can a trust protect you in the event that the beneficiary, the person you're leaving that money to actually dies? So, you know, what, what you could be very specific about is, is specifically uh, dictating exactly what it is that's going to happen with that legacy. So if the beneficiary passes away and hasn't, you know, fully earned um, the, the estate uh, that that's part of the, the trust, then you know certainly there could be residuary beneficiaries. There could be other people who who you designate to receive, you know, in that contingency. So so you could be very specific and very intentional about that. Um, you you can set it aside for their children or you know grandchildren or you know whatever whatever specifically you know you have in mind or you know your own children, right? So so depending on what it is that you you want to do with that. So but it uh, it gives you the ability to dictate. Uh, specifically what happens in that scenario. All right. And we got one more to kind of keep in mind here for high net worth families. Um, estate tax issues could, could arise too, where a trust really can come into play. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, when, when we're talking about you know, planning for estates that have, you know, high net worth individuals as, as the grantors, you want to set it up so that, uh, you know, as much as possible can be deferred or, or created in, su- in such a way so that some of the taxes are are spread out, or you know that uh, you take advantage of um, you know the marital credits that you're entitled to, or whatever other you know credits you're entitled to. So you want to set that up uh, as best as you can and do it as, as judiciously as you can. And then there are you know different types of trusts that you could use to um, to take care of your children. You know that you know give you the ability to to defer some of the the taxes uh, or give some of them away, uh, some of the assets away while you're alive. So that um, you take advantage of all the tax possibilities that that are out there. So, yeah, trusts are a great way of of doing uh, of doing some planning uh, on that level to to protect uh, from estate taxes. All right, and and again, as as we kind of talk about, you know, laws vary from state to state and can be significant in some regards. So, I guess that's also a consideration here. I mean, you, you know, most most of these things will kind of be will be applicable to a trust, right? But you have to still check in state to state to, to see how to, how it can affect each one of these specific issues. That's right. Uh, you know, there's a federal estate tax which you know kicks in around a, an estate over a little over twelve million, and then the state estate taxes vary from state to state. New York's is a little over six million, you know, but uh, you know, there are other states where you know it kicks in a dollar one. So you know, each each state is different. So you have to you have to check with the you know your local your local attorneys to to give you a better sense of what applies to you. Very good. Well, if you have questions about a trust or have any issues that you uh, are concerned about that you want to maybe protect your money from, again, you can get in touch with Ted, alatsislawfirm.com. Phone number as well, 718-233-2903. How often, Ted, as we kind of close out the show, are you uh, discussing 
the option of a trust versus just a regular will? Is that something that somebody usually comes in and, and kind of already has in mind? Or when somebody comes in, do you usually kind of walk them through their options and discuss the pros and cons and different paths they can go? So I think, you know, for the most part, when people come in, they have they have certain questions and they're looking to, you know, they, they've, they've heard the terms, uh, you know, trust, will, maybe revocable, irrevocable, uh, and, and they have some questions about, you know, the, the interplay and how they all work and, you know, which, which would, you know, be better for them. Um, and then when we sit down with them, we, we kind of go over their options, explain to them, you know, how each one works and what, uh, impact each one can have on their estate and, you know, how they, how they could take advantage of, uh, of, uh, the appropriate plan for them. Um, and, you know, what suits their needs. Um, so, so we, we tailor it based on what, you know, what they need, as opposed to, you know, just kind of dictating to them, this, well, this is what you should do, right? So so when our clients come in, we, we have a, a, a real heart-to-heart about what they're looking to do, and then we, we take it from there. All right, very good. Well, if you want to get started again, you can go to alatsislawfirm.com. You have the option to learn more about TED. You can also schedule a consultation or download any of their free guides. They have a lot of free info uh, in terms of blog, the FAQs they answer, videos, the podcast. So a lot of resources to help you out. If you have any just general questions, you want to kind of get started. But if you want to get into your specific situation, as always, it's best to work with an estate planning attorney. And the Alatsis Law Firm is there for you. All right, Ted, uh, we appreciate your time as always and taking us through this. And we'll Get back and connect soon. Hopefully, you'll get some nice weather here in the next uh, next weekend or two. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. Well, thank you for listening to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program for Ted Alatsis. I'm Ben George. Have a good week. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.